0: right now what seems to be your trouble i feel depressed i know i should be happy but i'm not well as they say on tv the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone i think we better pinpoint your fears if we can find out what you're afraid of we can label it actually lucy my trouble is christmas
1: i just don't understand it instead of feeling happy i feel sort of let down
0: you need involvement you need to get involved in some real Christmas project. Incidentally, I know how you feel about all this Christmas business, getting depressed and all that. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate.
2: everybody. Merry Christmas season. This is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. <clears throat> After just getting back from two weeks on the water to Hawaii, coming back to work for three days, recording a show, then four days to uh, Mammoth to spend Thanksgiving with my, uh, my wife and kids and grandkids. Uh, you know what? I'm just ready for the Christmas season. I thought this would be the perfect way to open it. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the, this is my world and welcome to it. Hey, so, uh, lots of good things, lots of, lots of fun stuff happening. If you're paying attention on the news this week, lots of cool stuff going on. And, uh, while we're on the Christmas, let me just start with some Christmas stuff before we, uh, get into the, get into the politics of America. Huffington Post, a liberal news site, was lampooned after saying Christmas classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was seriously problematic over claims that it features sexism and bullying. Viewers are noticing the tale may not be so jolly after all. After watching it for 57 years, I didn't ever notice this. The outlet's video said, and they're sharing their observations online. Among those observations are the suggestion that the TV classic was a story about racism, homophobia, while Santa Claus was abusive and bigoted yearly reminder that hashtag rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is a parable on racism and homophobia with santa as the bigoted exploitive so uh the video also suggests it was problematic that rudolph's father was verbally abusive to him by forcing him to wear a fake nose to be accepted by others oh my god
1: what do you want to discuss now my favorite color
2: yeah, let's talk about your favorite color. The next thing on the on the list is Melania's decorations of the White House. Uh, apparently, Melania decorated the White House. And, you know, from the pictures I see, I've never been in the White House, so I don't know how many Christmas trees are. But, you know, uh, my house has two Christmas trees, one in the front room and one in the big, tall room, and uh, sometimes only one. Apparently, the White House has about, I don't know, 100 of them. And there's one hallway where this year Melania put red Christmas trees all the way down the hall. And you know what? I'm a smart enough guy at my house. I don't pick the color of the carpet, and I don't pick the color of the paint, and I don't pick the color of anything because I don't have any style like that. But Dawn does. So whatever she picks, I go with. A couple years, for a few years, we had a white Christmas tree that had all kinds of... I don't know, not very colorful decorations, but it looked like a a, a professional interior designer did it. Everybody raved over it. I never would have picked any of that stuff. I just went with it. Apparently, Melania Trump has those same kind of talents, and they just go with it. Everybody loves it, except for the Democrats. I hear uh, hear comments like, oh, red represents Satan. It's the devil in there. You can't even have the Christmas uh, spirit without them going after the Trumps. It's amazing, and we'll go into more of that more of that dumb stuff they're doing. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President, of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located here in Southern California. Offices all over the place, lending in California and Arizona. Uh, any day now, Ohio, then uh, Nevada, Texas, and Florida in the next probably 30 days. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and I'll even talk about one today, and there are fantastic opportunities, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That is, if you need financing. If you're paying cash, maybe you don't need that. But call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because ah, you don't want the person next to you at work to hear your, hear your personal stuff. Go to WCC loans.com, www.wccloans.com. Click on uh, looking for a loan and then the lo- then the uh, apply now button and uh, put in as much information as you want me to have and how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Eric Fred, Aaron Fredericks, or uh, Randy Johnson and we will help you fit, find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. If there's something on the on the show you want repeated, you want to you want to share it with your friends, you want to hear it again, you go, "What did he say?" Um, you can hear the podcast on edhoffman.net, e d h o f f m a n. Surprisingly, some people don't know how to spell ed. Um so edhoffman e d h o f f m a n.net. Click on the podcast page, you can hear this show as well as, well as several past shows. And uh, download at any time, listen to it on demand. You can also get the uh, podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free here at any time. Follow me on Twitter, at Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. Some weeks, not very much. Some weeks, a lot. Uh, or find me on Facebook. The 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 show on Facebook is the main event at Hoffman. Slash, oh, I'm sorry, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And if you want to leave some comments on the show, the listener hotline, 855-640-2092. Okay, enough of that intro stuff. Let's talk about fun stuff. So uh, what's going on this week? Uh, The majority of the migrant caravan is now being held at Benito Juarez Sports Complex in Tijuana, Tijuana, about 20 miles from San Diego near San Ysidro, U.S.-Mexico port of entry. As of this week, about 5,600 members of the caravan were camped out at the complex, which reportedly is only designed to accommodate a thousand people. Uh, typical. While Mexico has said, well, I won't say it. While Mexico has said the country could offer at least 100,000 work permits to Central Americans who ultimately want to enter the, the U.S., about a thousand of the migrants have been have attempted to charge the border. And as you've probably heard, the US border patrol and Mexico's riot police are using tear gas to put a stop to the ones who are throwing rocks at them. 98 of, of the 1,000 were successfully deported to Honduras. Because some of the people are women who are willing to put their children in harm's way, liberals, liberals are blaming America for protecting its own borders and claiming no rocks were being thrown. There's also questions whether or not anyone actually threw rocks yesterday. NPR was reporting that actually it was relatively peaceful. Here we look at children get being subjected to tear gas. That's the United States causing that. That's outrageous. We have seen the images of the children and the women, and there has got to be a pragmatic and compassionate answer here that does not involve tear gassing children. That is not who America is. Yeah, they, they act like the U.S. is causing it. And I have, to, I have to wonder, wait, you know who's causing it? Are the, uh, are the, the mothers, the pillar of strength, wonderful mothers... That are sticking their kids out in front, and I know that it's the guys that are pushing the women out in front to make the, make the, and it's probably the liberal media that's saying, hey, 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 we don't want to take pictures like this. Get the women and children out here so we can, so we can play it like it is. But uh, you know, the women, what are you, what are you, women? Of course, they don't speak English, so they're not hearing this, and they don't listen to the show. But what are they doing, sticking their kids out front? That's our fault. You know, they're throwing rocks at our guys. A rock. A rock uh, hitting the right spot can kill a guy just like a bullet can, which they ought to be be happy that they're not getting bullets back. They're only getting tear gas. According to San Diego Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott, here's what actually happened.
1: I kind of challenged that this was a peaceful protest um, or that the majority of these people were claiming asylum. Uh, We ended up making about 42 arrests. Only eight of those were females, and there were only a few children involved. The vast majority of the people were dealing with their adult males. One of the groups that I watched, uh, the, one of the groups that actually several of them were arrested, they passed 10 or 15 marked Border Patrol units walking east to west, or west to east, I'm sorry. Uh, numerous uh, uniform personnel as they were chanting, uh, waving a Honduran flag, and throwing rocks uh, at the agents. If they were truly asylum seekers, they would have just walked up with their hands up and surrendered, and that did not take place.
2: What is the movie where they say, uh, "You bring a knife, I'll bring a gun. You bring a rock, I'll bring a bow and arrow. You bring a knife, I'll bring a gun." Something like that. <clears throat> I'm surprised I don't remember that one. But you know what? They ought to be. Uh, they ought to be. You know what? I'm more concerned with Americans guarding our border, guarding these people from coming in. And I'll explain more in a minute. Uh, but what about the mothers and children? Children. That, uh, uh, Scott has something to say about that as well.
1: What I find unconscionable is that people would intentionally take children into this situation. What we saw over and over yesterday was that the group, the caravan, as we call them, would push women and children towards the front and then begin basically rocking our agents.
2: Yeah, and now I understand why Democrats might think this guy, because if you remember that two clips ago, they said, well, we didn't see any rocks being thrown that was uh, National Public Radio. Juan Williams, uh, alma mater. Um, they needed to shut up. Now I can understand why they don't think that, that why they might think this guy is just uh, making this up. Because this is how they play. Listen to uh, Nancy Pelosi.
1: Self fulfilling. You demonize and then you. It, we call it the wrap up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it.
2: And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported
1: the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's
2: report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. Yeah, it's a tactic, and Pelosi was dumb enough to say it on C-SPAN, too, as if no one would record it. And it was just a private meeting. Don't tell anybody it's a tactic. Shh. Here's another inconvenient, convenient truth. During the illegal immigration influx of 2013 and 14, the Border Patrol under Obama used tear gas to and pepper spray for that exact same reason. Britt Hume tweeted out this week. This is from Thanksgiving weekend 2013. He has a link. Remember all the howls of outrage over the use of tear gas? Me neither. And the link says uh, Border Patrol crowd confronts agents, a group of 100 people attempting to cross the border illegally Sunday through rocks and bottles, the border patrol agents blah blah blah, it goes on to the same thing that happened in 2013 and Britt Humes read, hey, how come there was no outrage then? because it was Barack Hussein Obama amazing simply amazing, here's Lindsey Graham on that
1: when it comes to Obama when he uses tear gas, he's protecting the country uh, the narrative is that Trump is a cruel, heartless bastard only works if he uses tear gas on kids, and it undercuts the argument if the Obama administration used tear gas to protect our our border from being overrun. The question for the country is, what do you say to the people who shot the canisters? I stand behind the men and women on the border, standing between us and people who want to cross illegally. When you're slamming the tear gas, you're slamming the people we put on the border to protect us, and that's what disgusts me the most.
2: Yeah, we got to remember uh, what ICE is for, uh, Immigrations and Custom Enforcement. Um, ICE, you know, that, that the people we put in charge of our state want to abolish ICE, among other people in the Democrat Party. And those are the people that protect us from people coming in from the outside countries that, that don't understand our culture. They don't understand our culture. Look at Europe. Where they got where they have open immigration and all the uh Muslims are coming over f- uh, from uh from Syria and they're coming across the border and and which is the reason that England wants out of the uh out of the uh uh European Union they come across and they form areas where women can't even go in because they're not used to having women exposed. They wear burkas, and and uh, you can't you can't see anything unless you're in private. And uh, these guys are from a different culture, where you uh, where you throw uh, gay people off the top of uh, off the top of buildings, and you stone stone women uh, for various things. And uh, you know they're from a different culture. It's not being racist to say, hey, you know, in the beginning when we had had uh, send us your, uh, your meek and your hurt and your whatever it is that says on uh, Statue of Liberty, you know, hey, let's be a melting pot. Everybody wanted to come over here and be part of our culture. Now, somehow in the last 225 years, it's changed to come over here and we're going to respect your culture. We won't offend you. You know what? Wake up. Wake up because if this goes any farther into stupid land... There won't be an America left for our kids and our grandkids. I know we won't be here to see it, but if you care about your kids today, you should uh, speak out on this and you should, uh, and well, I don't want to talk politics or, or religion at Thanksgiving. Why? How are stupid people ever going to become smart if you don't enlighten them? So, uh, so I make it my place on, uh, my place in the world to talk about it. And to enlighten you people and uh, make sure you pass that around. Uh, Then there's the public health concerns. Tijuana uh, Health Department has sent medical staff to evaluate the immigrants and is is reporting that more than one-third of the nearly 6,000 migrants are suffering from serious health issues. Among 2,267 Central American migrants who are ill, at least 101 of them have lice and skin infections. Okay, you guys that have kids in school... What happens when you try to register your kids for school and they have lice? They don't get to go to school. There are also at least three confirmed cases of tuberculosis. What's the first thing you got to do when you uh, register your kids for school before kindergarten? They have to have a TB test. And if they have tuberculosis, we don't let them into the schools. Four confirmed cases of HIV-AIDS. Come on. Wake up. Other health concerns include a threat of hepatitis outbreak due to unsanitary conditions and a no spitting sign was placed in the shelter because coughing and spitting are so prevalent. I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys want these guys over, over to your, uh, you know, when, when someone's sick at our office, I don't even, we don't even want them coming in cause they get everybody else sick. If they have a cold, these people are bringing in lice and skin infections and TB and HIV AIDS and uh, hepatitis. Come on wake up who are you concerned well but we gotta we gotta be uh, uh, sympathetic to them hey we can be empathetic without being sympathetic and how about the money according to Tijuana Mayor Juan Manuel Gastelum the city is spending $30,000 a day to house migrants and fun- and the funding is running out he said we won't com- compromise the resources of the residents of Tijuana uh, he said that during a news conference we won't raise taxes tomorrow to pay for today's problem well, you know what? Who said people in Mexico aren't as smart as us? Uh, apparently, our people. We don't care how much it costs. We have to. We have to be bleeding hearts for them, because we never run out of money. We just keep printing it up and tax the rich people that create the jobs. <clears throat> I don't know. And even that, even that doesn't even uh, doesn't even close the gap. So anyway, uh, you see what's happening, and all these people said. And remember Obama saying, "Hey, man, they're worried about some people a thousand miles away." Uh, poverty people, and they don't you know a bunch of little kids and some women. He's a moron, so uh, in the Senate in the Mississippi Senate race, uh, in the final outstanding Senate race, two thousand and eighteen, the Mississippi special election runoff was won by Republican Senator city Cindy, Cindy Hyde Smith. Well she is she was a representative before now she's senator. Hyde Smith will finish out the final two years of the term of Tad Cochran who retired earlier this year due to health concerns. She'll have to run again in two, 2020. That's got to be a bummer. It's like being a congressperson running every two years. She'll still have to run again in 2020 to serve a full six-year term. So now the Senate balance of power beginning in January uh, will be 53 Republicans to 47 Democrats. Remember, for the last uh, two years, been 51 Republicans to 49 Democrats. So one liberal moron in the Republican uh, establishment like John McCain can uh, keep us from repealing Obamacare. And probably keep us from uh, funding the wall. So, uh, so far, so good. So far, not good. But uh, apparently 2019 will be a little bit stronger, but we lost the House. Uh, But because the final election of the midterms, because this is the final election of the midterms, Democrats had to find one last chance to cry racism. In this case, they used a campaign video of Hyde Smith saying, if he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be in the front row. We can't play the video because there's a train running and you can't really hear it very well. uh, So that everybody's just talking about. They're also pointing to a single photo of her wearing a Confederate hat four years ago while visiting the Jefferson Davis house in Biloxi, Mississippi. Here's a couple of liberal academics sounding off on her. Uh, the notoriously outspoken Michael Eric Dyson from Georgetown and African American Studies professor Jason Nichols from the University of Maryland. Cindy Hyde Smith is a racist, a white nationalist, a white supremacist, and it is a shame that white Mississippians would exonerate her in advance and
1: excuse her for the intimidating uh, hatred that she expresses. James
0: Meredith, for example, who desegregated the University of Mississippi, Old Miss. He's 85 and he is still alive. The people, that means that the people who are so, trying to kill him are also still alive and they're voting and they probably can, voted, they didn't vote for Mike Espy, I can promise you that. They voted for Cindy Hydesmith because she
2: sent them all kinds of uh, messages that basically right. said that we agree. Here's a fitting rebuttal from Pastor Daryl Scott, a member of uh, President's 2016 transition team who leads the National Diversity Coalition for Trump. Every time, every election season, there's this hypersensitivity towards racial issues by black candidates. If they win, uh, it's a good win. If they lose, it's because of racism. Uh, when they are black Democratic uh Candidates. Whenever they lose, they play the race card, especially in the South. However, when the black Republican candidates lose, we just take our loss and we go on about our business and we get ready for the next one. So I think it's overblown, overstated, that it's something that has become a norm in this country that every time uh, there are black and white candidates, if the black candidate loses, we cry racism. And I don't think that's right. That's exactly right. How come? Wait. Mia Love, our black candidate, Republican candidate, lost in Utah this time. How come nobody's crying racist? Oh, cause she's a Republican. I get it. Does anybody pick up on this stuff? Do you guys notice all this stuff? Is it is it maddening you that they use this narrative all the time about who's a racist? Because that's one of the, that's one of the few things: a racist, a child molester, a rapist. Uh, those are those are the uh, those are the things that all they got to do is have somebody suggest it. And your reputation's ruined, even whether it's true or not, and it's uh pretty offensive to me. Also, I've noticed the uh, the 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 new bad word, the new n-word that no one no one wants to be called is nationalist. And uh, I saw somebody somebody on social media say, well, you know what? He Trump uh, claims to be a nationalist. I don't want nothing, you know, a nationalist by definition. I've said this before: as someone who's who's loyal and committed to to their nation, which is what we should want in a president. But uh, people on social media and on the liberal media saying, hey, you know what? We, you know, my grandparents got forced out of uh, out of uh, northern Europe uh, or eastern Europe in uh, in, uh, you know, 80 years ago by a nationalist. And I don't want one here. You know, Hitler might have been a nationalist, but he was also a racist and an anti-Semite and a, an a, um, insane, crazy killer. He was he was, you know, being a nationalist, Hey, he was also a white guy. You know, he was also a guy with a funny-looking mustache. So, hey, you know what? I don't want people with mustaches in our country because my grandparents got forced out of Eastern Europe by a, by a guy with a mustache, and we don't want that. Especially white guys with dark mustaches. For those of you that don't know what I look like, I've got a gray mustache and a gray beard, too. So, it uh, used to be dark. Uh, once upon a When I started this show 11 years ago, it was dark. Uh, but since then we've gone through Obama and all kinds of fun stuff. So you know what? It's just you know when I hear nationalist is a new bad word, well you don't want to be a nationalist. I'd be more concerned with socialist. I'd be more concerned with uh, a lot of things. And uh, which brings us to uh, the next the next uh, Democrat icon. Uh, speaking of Senate and Democrats are now they're in love with Beto O'Rourke. The Texas, Texas Congressman who is declared one of the breakout stars of the midterm election despite losing his race against Ted Cruz, here's a bunch of liberal media figures praising our work you know he, he just kind of has this
0: this it factor that a lot of Democrats don't have uh, these days. Beto overperformed like you would not believe. A
1: lot of Democrats look at Beto O'Rourke and see Bobby Kennedy. They see Bobby Kennedy, they see a young leader who is prepared to, uh, I think, change the country in many ways. He is clearly somebody to look at for the future.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, he's he's got the look. He's got the it factor. Can you believe that? You know, has anybody looked at Gavin Newsom? Hey, Gavin Newsom is so tall and he's good looking. He's a great guy. He doesn't have nothing to say when you talk to him. He's got no, uh, he's got nothing between his ears, but Hey, whatever it takes to get elected. And, uh, so I can, uh, lead this state further down the toilet than it is. And, uh, thank you, California voters. um, but Beto O'Rourke has that same look, you know. He's he's uh, clean cut. He's clean shaven. He's got that that uh, pearly smile, and he's just he's got the it factor. It's amazing to me how stupid the 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 uh, voters of this country are. And I and I look forward, I look forward to the entertainment value of the 2020 election if this is the guy they put up there. I mean, we'll go over all the candidates over the next two years. But uh, it's just amazing to me. He's got the it factor. I'm going to talk a lot more about uh, this Beto thing, but I'm out of time for part one. So stay tuned for some uh, five minutes of commercials, traffic, sports, weather, and uh, maybe some uh, Christmas uh, cheer. I'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. I'm letting this intro music play a little longer than normal because you guys that are looking for a parking space in the mall while you're listening to my show keep you in the Christmas spirit hi everybody welcome back to part two of the main event my name's Ed Hoffman president of Wholesale Capital Corporation something about that song just gets me in the Christmas spirit Hey, I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and financing on the radio because it's probably not as interesting as politics. But you know what I got a little if you're if you're looking for a house, if you're looking for a house uh, and you're shopping, it's a great time to shop. Not very many people shopping for some reason, and it's uh, making houses sit on the market and that makes the sellers a little bit more desperate to uh, take your lowball offer or to pay your closing costs or to just drop their price even before you offer. Uh, if, if you're, if, it if you're looking for a house, call me toll free, eight five five Let's get you pre-qualified and, uh, we'll hook you up with a realtor. If you don't already have one and, uh, get you out looking at houses and, uh, seize the moment while it's the Christmas time. Christmas is always a little slow, but now it's now, uh, the interest rates having gone up a little bit, are, uh, are making people start to go, whoa, 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 interest rates are what? And, uh, <clears throat> where we were. Years in the threes for a couple of years, um, we're now in the high fours and, uh, mid to high sixes depending mid to high fives. I mean, depending on, uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of loan and what your credit score is, how much down payment, all that stuff. There's a whole bunch of different, uh, a whole bunch of different factors. Now, if you want to, if you want to check what you can get 855 640 2020. uh, have one guy, one of my neighbor's uh, kids looking for his first house lives in Brea. Um, Expensive place to look for your first house, but uh, looking at 500000 Gave him some numbers. <clears throat> thought about it for a day. Called me back, said, hey, we're going to hold on till we save up a little bit of money. This is the advice I gave him. For those of you first-time buyers out there, go out there and look for something beat up. Don't go buy a brand new house. Doesn't mean you can't buy a brand new house. But go out and look for something that's beat up and thrashed and uh and try to use some imagination and uh and going i'll give you an example i looked at a house in merino valley it's a two-bedroom one-bath which i would never i would never buy as a rental house um again uh, i did one uh back in 2004 <clears throat> was the hardest one to rent hardest one to resell but this one this one in particular fixed up is worth about 250 um looked at it carpet paint appliances cabinets countertops I figured I was going to put fifteen to twenty thousand into it and sell it for. It. So I made an offer of one eighty. The uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But I'm thinking to myself, this is this really isn't that bad. It'd be perfect for a first time buyer, uh, someone who's looking for a small two bed one bath uh, to come in. It, the offer they accepted was two ten. But you could have come in at two ten, offered a, and bought it with a two oh three k FHA loan, or or there's a conventional uh, renovation loans too. Buy it. Do your renovation, get your new carpet, new paint, new windows, new cabinets, new countertops, um, closet doors, paint it on the inside and out, and landscape it. Do all that stuff, all in your loan, and basically before you move in, have it ready, like brand new, and still have ten or twenty thousand dollars of equity in the house before you move in. So if you're if if that intrigues you, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. Anyway, I get off get off. Uh, I thought about that this morning as I'm driving in here to record, and I thought, you know, that's. That's a good example because that was a prime that was a prime candidate for a 203K. It has to be owner occupied. So uh it would be a perfect perfect loan. I was surprised it had sat on the sat on the, on the market that long. Cause it's kinda ugly. There's no carpet in it. It's kinda the cabinets are dirty. I would have just refinished them and painted them white and put a new granite countertop on it. Um but if I was gonna move in it or if it was for one of my kids or friends, it's hey, put new cabinets in it while well, you're doing that. Um but there's all kinds of ideas there. If you're thinking about buying your first house, 855-640-2020. Okay, so we were talking about, before we went to the break, we were talking about Beto O'Rourke, the new messiah of the, of the uh, Democrat Party. Um, we talked about how uh, everybody thinks he's the new Bobby Kennedy and uh, how he's so wonderful because he's got the it factor. Here's someone who isn't afraid to say the truth about Beto, Carl Rove. Think about this. He's run for the U.S. Senate and lost against one of the least liked members of the U.S. Senate, and suddenly that somehow qualifies him to run
1: for president. This says something about the desperation of the Democrats or the paucity of the field, or I don't know what. But. Um, We'll see how it develops, but it—it's
2: it, this is not Barack Obama who got elected to the U.S. Senate in, in Illinois and was and gave an outstanding speech to the Democratic National Convention that that uh, that, that uh, in 2004. This is not this is somebody who ran against a very unpopular
1: sitting incumbent and lost. So, so what if, we'll what if,
2: see. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, if you if you hear about what he said about Obama, hey, you know what? He's not Obama who got elected. As opposed to Beto, who didn't get elected, and uh, you know went in front of the Democrat National uh, uh, Conference and uh, and made a made an inspiring speech. Well, all that we knew about about Barack Hussein Obama was that hey, he's a uh, he's a good looking black guy, and he makes a great speech. We don't know who wrote it, but he's a good speaker. Got pearly whites, good looking smile. Man, I don't know who this guy is, but he inspires me because he's good looking. He's got that it factor. You know what? I don't care if Donald Trump's hair is his own or not. I don't really care what his wife looks like. And I don't care what any of his kids do. I care and I don't care how offensive he talks because when he talks offensive, he inspires me. Not because it's offensive, because he just says what I'm thinking. And you know what you know what I care about? I care about that all those migrants don't come over and attack attack my wife while I'm at work. You know, try to break into our house. I want to I want to make I want I like that he's he's cutting taxes so that we can create create some profit in corporations and be able to hire more people. I like that he's he's he, I like that we're getting energy independent because he approved the Keystone pipeline. He approved Drilling in uh, Anwar The Alaskan uh, National Wildlife res- Refuge That Obama said no to But we'll talk more about that in a minute So what are the Democrats see in Beto O'Rourke Providing insight and telling her fellow Democrats To calm down as Obama State Department spokes- Spokesperson And the lady who can never stop talking When she's on Fox, Marie Hart
1: Democrats like Beto because he Is a very good politician And I don't think this is the last we'll see of him He is very good at motivating people He certainly did that in this election but I also think Democrats need to be very careful. We don't need to find the second coming of Barack Obama. We don't need a savior. We all need to take a deep breath. The primary process is in place. There will be a lot of people running and we don't need to identify the next Barack Obama sitting here in November of 2018. It will be okay.
2: Yeah, it will be okay cuz we, you know, we don't need to identify that next Obama cuz Obama was such a great president. You know, you know who really loves Obama is Jimmy Carter. Cause it knocked him out of the worst president ever spot. And, uh, so it put him into second. Oh, it put him into the, the, uh, the fourth best president of all times. If you've heard that, you know, the, the, uh, the number one best president was a tie between Reagan and Lincoln and Washington. And then there's a, uh, like a four, uh, 20 person tie for second. And then there's like a, uh, 22 people, uh, uh, tie for third. And then fourth is uh Jimmy Carter. And fifth is Barack Hussein Obama. So he's the fifth best president of all times. I don't know. And why does anyone, what does anyone see? What, you know, we're looking back. It's been two years since Obama was in, uh, was in office. And what is it that we want another Barack Obama in there? Barack Obama was speaking, uh, on Tuesday in Houston, uh, in the, in the oil state of Houston. Listen to a little piece of what he said.
0: You know, uh, you know, I, I know we're an oil country, and, uh, we need American energy, and, and by the way, uh, American energy production, uh, you wouldn't always know it, uh, uh, but, you know, it went up every year I was president. Um, and, you know, that whole, suddenly America's like the, the biggest oil producer and the biggest, get, uh, that was me, people, I just wanted you to, so, so uh <laughs> it's a little like you know sometimes you go to wall street and folks will be grumbling about anti-business i said have you checked where your stocks were when i came in office where they are now what what are you talking what are you complaining about just say thank you please um because because i want to raise your taxes a couple percent uh to make sure you know kids have a chance to go to school
2: yeah, use the kid thing, you know what? And you know what? Hey, you know what? Uh, uh oil production went up every year he was in office. That was me. Give me a break. This guy said no to the Keystone pipeline. He said no to drilling Alaska uh, National Wildlife Refuge Anwar. He said no to all that stuff. You know why the the production of oil went up when he, every year he was in office? Because OPEC was pushing the price of oil so much it got profitable for for the uh, private citizens that had uh, land in North Dakota and some of the other states to drill for oil to make money because the price of gas was going up so high, the price of oil, they were drilling it and exporting it. I don't know. That was him driving the price of oil up because we weren't getting energy independent. And the stock market, he drove that up. Wait, wait, wait. Did you see where the stock market was when he went into office? Do you see where he came out? And do you see where it is today? That's not you know what? Uh, Trump hasn't been in there long enough to to have made the difference to make to have made all the difference of everything in the uh, in in the economy. But I'll tell you why the stock market is where it is 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 confidence, confidence in people that things are getting better because even the company's profits haven't gone up that much as much as the stock market is, um, but they're investing their money. So for years you had all these all these companies making profit but they weren't reinvesting it because they knew that the 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 Obama administration's ta- tax uh, tax rules were not rewarding for more production hence we have apple you know the the first trillion dollar company in the world that builds their, their stuff in China because our regulations are too high here. It's too expensive to do business. Oh, but those Chinese people, you know, they can make all those little components because they got little hands and little tiny fingers that are able to build that. And they're a lot smarter. That's bull. You know, it's just the cost of doing business. Obama, more regulation, more regulation, more regulation, more tax, more tax, more tax. And so what happened? Big corporations making a profit sending their jobs elsewhere or just sitting on the cash. Trump comes in and says, hey, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do that. He lowers the corporate tax rate. And now the economy is getting better because corporations are saying, okay, let's expand this. Let's expand that. Oh, wait. General Motors is clo- closing, down, closing down one of their plants in, uh, I don't know, Indiana or Detroit. It's in Michigan somewhere And uh, now that I think of it. Okay. General Motors comes up with, hey, apparently the Chevy Cruze isn't selling that well. Apparently, the uh, Chevy Volt, apparently, if people want battery-operated cars, they're buying uh, Ford, is it Probe, their, uh, their hybrid thing? Uh, but whatever the Ford things, they're buying Teslas, they're buying this. Apparently, the Volt doesn't, doesn't sell that well, unless, of course, the government's giving them a big uh, rebate. Hey, Retool, I tweeted out the other day, Hey, at GM, I have an idea for your uh, plant closure. Bring back Hummer. Who's whose bonehead idea was it to get rid of Hummer and keep Buick? I don't know. The you know so, somebody's somebody's got a somebody's got a lack of uh, lack of intelligence, either in the uh, United Auto Workers or General Motors or maybe just Barack Hussein Obama, who stopped the normal bankruptcy from going through when the when uh, General Motors and uh, and uh, Chrysler went through bankruptcy. He got involved and modified it and gave control of the of General Motors and Chrysler to the United Auto Workers, the same union that broke them. This guy's a moron. Yeah, but he wants he wants uh, credit for the for uh, all the oil production in this country. I don't think so, folks. I know that I know some of us are getting older. You know, some of us that are. Uh, some of us conservatives are getting a little older, so those of you that are younger, make sure and spread this word so tell so your tell so your cohorts that watch CNN or PMS NBC, or get their uh, get their news from South Park, um, you could you know inform them of what's really happening. And I'll, I'll keep reminding you for those of us that are getting older. So in case your memory memory doesn't remember this stuff, keep reminding you so you can tell your kids and your uh, and your Democrat neighbors and your Democrat family members, and uh, then there's the stock market. oh, you know what the stock market is him, and uh, all we ought to do is raise the raise the taxes up a, a couple percent. what more? what more and, uh, and remind everybody who makes remind everybody in California two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year is comfortable, but it's not rich. We have the highest highest cost of living of any any state in the country and $250,000 is not that much. By the time you pay taxes, you're taking hundred. dollars And by the time you pay your $4,000 house payment and your uh, th- a couple of $1,000 uh, car payments, you don't have much to spend. But in this great state, 200, uh, $250,000 or more, you get to pay thirteen point three dollars to the state. Hey, man, I just wanted to raise it up so the kids can go to school. Wasn't that what the lottery was for? Hey, our schools win. Play the California Lottery. Where's all that money go? I don't know. Just uh, thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. So uh, let's continue. Let's continue. So uh, the Mueller team... Uh, Special counsel Robert Mueller's two-year investigation has failed to turn up any solid proof that the Trump team colluded with Russia to win the 2016 election. So now Mueller's team has resorted to targeting some of the smallest fish in Trump's pool of former associates. Roger Stone, who no one's heard of, who acted as a political advisor during the campaign, and Jerome Corsi, a conservative author. Both Stone and Corsi now spend their time doing right-wing internet journalism. With conspiratorial leanings, and apparently their friendship goes back several years. Here's some of what Mueller is using against them to prove they were both in, con- in contact with WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who lives in the Ecuadorian embassy in London and is believed to receive some of intel- his intelligence from Russian sources. Remember, he lives in the embassy because he's afraid if he walks outside he'll get arrested. So he lives in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Uh, we- so this is this is what they what they say. WikiLeaks. Uh weeks before Wikileaks released emails implying Hillary Clinton's health was failing during his during the campaign, Corsi emailed Stone about the forthcoming leak in an august August second two thousand and sixteen email to Stone. Corsi suggested they should start spreading rumors about Clinton's health as the topic was likely to be featured in a forthcoming WikiLeaks dump. Well, you know what? I don't know that anybody had to point it that point that out, but it sure was obvious two days later. InfoWars released uh, the famed YouTube video The Truth About Hillary's Bizarre Behavior which showed evidence of Hillary's possible ailments including including post concussion syndrome remember her uh, 2012 fall where she fell and had to wear those uh, coke bottle glasses uh, during the uh, during the uh, uh, when she's testifying in front of Congress or the Senate about Benghazi you know uh, at this point what difference does it make Uh, and uh, her seizures and Parkinson's disease. Here's a bit of that.
0: What on earth could be the reason behind Hillary Clinton's bizarre behavior in recent weeks? Weird seizures, psychotic facial tics, over-exaggerated reactions, coughing fits, strange lesions on her tongue. Is Hillary on the verge of a mental breakdown due to stress, or are her strange outbursts linked to a medical condition? Is Clinton suffering from actual brain damage or are these odd manifestations just an expression of some kind of narcissistic personality disorder?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess infowars people think pretty much it's a uh it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, what's the guy's name? Alex Jones, the guy on uh, infowars and he got booted out of the booted out of the White House was it? Booted out of something. Booted off Twitter and Facebook because he's a uh, he's too crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Corsi rejected the the plea agreement sent to him by Mueller's team this week. The statement of offense on the agreement also state, state also says that Stone told Corsi to get get to Assange and get the pending week WikiLeaks emails on the Clinton Foundation on July 25th, months before those emails were released. So they. Knew what was going on. Da, 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 da. Of course, he also referred to the DNC hacking and Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta in the email weeks before the hacking of the DNC and Hillary uh, Hillary campaign emails was reported on, which is probably more important than any of it. So here's uh, what he said: is, "Word is, friend in embassy plans two more dumps. One shortly after I'm back. Second in October. Uh, second in October. Impact planned to be very damaging." Time to let more than Podesta. Time to let more than Podesta to be exposed, as in, as in bed with the enemy. If they are not ready to dump Clinton, not ready to drop Clinton. That appears to be the game hackers are now about. Would not hurt to start suggesting HRC. That's Hillary Rodham Clinton. If you guys forgot this old bag, uh, would not hurt to start suggesting HRC is old, memory bad, has stroke. Neither he nor she is well. So that was a Jerome Corsi to Roger Stone, uh, according to Mueller. Okay, fine. But these, these emails aren't criminal. So instead, they're charging him with making false statements because he forgot about one of the emails they asked him about. <sighs> you know what? You know what's funny is Obama, in, uh, when he was in uh, uh, Houston this week, one of the, part of the other things, hey, you know what? No one in my administration got, got indicted for anything. You know what? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Does it seem funny that people, all Republicans are getting indicted for things and getting charged with stuff, but no Democrats are what's wrong with it. Is there something wrong with this? Hillary, you know, they're talking about, uh, about, uh, Ivanka trunks, uh, private email address, not a special server to, to avoid, uh, any contact with the government, but just a private email address that she used before she got set up. um, how come Hillary hasn't been investigated? Well, she has been investigated, but nobody pursued it anywhere. How come uh, it all got swept under the rug? How come uh, Loretta Lynch? How come Loretta Lynch isn't uh, in trouble for uh, meeting with uh, President, with the ex-President Clinton? I'm sorry, former President Clinton, on his plane or on her plane in uh, Phoenix while her while his wife was being investigated. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't seem uh, right to me? If it was a Republican, that would be a crime. How about Eric Holder that, that held out stuff from the Fast and Furious? How, none of these guys are in jail. None of them are being investigated. Maybe that's why Jeff Sessions is the Attorney General. And maybe that's why, instead of fighting for the, uh, for the acting Attorney General, why don't we just appoint someone to be Attorney General? I start with Trey Gowdy. If not Trey Gowdy, how about Chris Christie? And there's a whole bunch of other ones that I've, that I've heard. But I like those guys. I like guys that aren't afraid to to get mouthy and get on the get on the TV and the radio and and you know be loud and be boisterous and be uh and say what's on their mind and don't worry about the the whether it sounds politically correct. So I don't know. So uh, summing up this con- this confusing rabbit hole that Mueller's going down back to the uh, Mueller investigation is uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Well, the roadmap appears to run through Jerry Corsi uh, and perhaps through Roger Stone and through uh, Julian Assange and perhaps through the president of Ecuador and perhaps through uh, Paul Manafort uh, in an effort to, this is Bob Mueller's theory now, not mine, uh, show a circuitous route of communication between Russian hackers getting into the DNC and the Hillary campaign uh, computers and delivering that information
1: to to the public.
2: Well, it would seem if she didn't have her own private server, they wouldn't have been able to. Uh, to begin with. And, you know, does this sound like any? this is the normal stuff that happens in campaigns? I don't know. This seems seems peculiar to me. Uh, Of course, he defended himself in a few appearances this week, including this one on PMSNBC.
0: Everybody in the world who was in news or political operations after July 22nd, when Assange 2016, when Assange dumped all these emails on Debbie Wasserman Schultz, said he had more, everybody wanted to know what they were. You wanted them out, though, to help the Trump campaign. Absolutely. Did you see anything wrong with that? No. Under first of all, under New York Times v. U.S. the Pentagon Papers case, even if Julian Assange had stolen any material that was classified, as a journalist, I can see him. I can get that material, and I can publish it. I'm not committing a crime. So I was happy to do it, and I was happy that it would benefit Donald Trump.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that everybody's. Everybody's. Everybody's talking about. Uh, about these indictments and this is all big news, but none of this has anything to do with, with collusion or the campaign or any of that stuff. And what's funny is people are saying, are talking this week on, uh, on the news about, about, uh, Trump possibly giving a pardon to, uh, Manafort. And he goes, well, you know, I I don't have no plans to do it, but I'm not ruling anything out either. And I'd say, hey, I would say, you know, if I was president, I was Trump, I'd say, hey, none of your damn business. I'm the president. You're not. But you know what? On the other hand, on the other hand, just as far as if case in case Donald Trump listens to this show, you know what? Manafort got indicted and uh, and and proven guilty of cheating on his taxes for years, years before has not a damn thing to do with the with, with Trump or Trump campaign or anything else. If he got indicted for that and he has to spend lots of years in jail for it, I know I would be in jail for it if I, if I made that kind of money and, and hit it, didn't pay taxes on it. Don't pardon him. And uh, it's not a question of whether he's a Democrat or Republican. That's how I feel. You know what? I don't cheat on my taxes. No one else should be able to. And in fact, if we had a national sales tax, nobody would cheat. Nobody would have a, no one would pay zero and no one would pay 50% either. Hey, anyway, I'm out of time for this episode of the main event. You guys have a good time out there in the malls and on the computer, on Amazon and uh, eBay and all that stuff. Try to get, be, be good people. I'll be back again with you next week
0: expressed on this program are not motivated guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker. License number 01147747. NMLS 9873. And California Finance Lenders
1: License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MD number 0937346.